Hey everyone, it's Anil from Live, Breathe, Believe. Hope you guys have had a good week. Uh, today's topic is going to take us back about 10 years, and uh, it's a bit of a reflection over the last 10 years from where I was to where I am now. And there is an old adage that comes to mind, and it's pressure is a privilege. Now at any age, that can be felt as a, as a badge of honor. But I want to go back and think, what is, does it feel like at a young age? How do you ensure that you do not break under pressure? Rather, you grow. Now, you may have a support system around you, or you may not. You know, what I own and what you own is your own growth plan. And, you know, it's almost taking what we are told or what we know and finding a way to acknowledge our strengths and achievements while finding our own humility to both learn and unlearn. For me, a decade ago, I had a dream job. And I, to be honest, I buckled. What does it mean to buckle? Well, I basically collapsed under the pressure. I thought I could handle it, I thought I had it under control, and I didn't. And that nearly broke me. And it's only now, when I look back on it, I can actually appreciate and think about how I've grown and how that energizes my belief in the journey that I have that lies ahead. So let me, let me talk to you a bit about it. So growing up, when you think about your dream job, I never expected to work for Adidas or live in Germany or work in retail. To my good fortune, I managed all three at the same time. It makes me think, my dad once told me, if you ever have the opportunity to work in either real estate or retail, don't do it. It'll break you. Uh, and I didn't listen to him. I ended up doing a little bit of both. So uh, there you go, dad. You were right. Um, but hey, what doesn't break you only makes you stronger. So there was an opportunity that was given to me in 2010 where I was able to take a new business model and lead it from the front. And this allowed me to almost feel like I was able to prove myself at each step. Now, hey, I do believe in this was part luck, part timing, and knowing that I built my earlier career on delivering any project that was given to me. And I said, all right, put your head down and crank through it. Now, I wasn't truly a believer in this concept, this idea of bringing a fast fashion model into an athletic company and I thought Adidas will never go for it. They'll never really give it the energy, the infusion of resources and time that it needs. But our CRO and his newly formed team was super confident in the light of the environment that fast fashion had a potential and that Adidas had a potential to do something special in this space and the appetite to demonstrate a new way of doing retail within a multi-billion dollar Euro, uh, sorry, Euro sports company. So a couple of things I thought were pretty cool about this. First, as an entrepreneur, I saw this as a startup. So we were gonna build something from scratch, a retail business in Germany, in a foreign market to me. We were able to recruit a team from scratch, a new set of technology, operations, training, staff, product, a new retail concept. And I will say this, doing this with the support of, the financial support of a multinational was absolutely incredible. You could say it's anyone's dream. The second was the exposure to leadership. I was able to deliver updates to the CEO, the chief marketing officer, the chief retail officer, and as well get to travel to Russia to share and obtain learnings while also walking the Chinese team in Germany through our retail concept.
because this had the potential to grow beyond Germany and at some point be adopted around the world. The third, the perks. Here I am, this 32-year-old hotshot, on track for year-on-year promotions. I remember taking the delivery of my company car, a BMW 320. Watch out, German Autobahn. You know, I know I talk about the perks, but I'm going to go back to the, the people piece. You know, I was able to build a team. And I mentioned building it from scratch. And I remember one specific interview, uh, we were interviewing a very talented young girl uh, to be the finance manager for the business. And I told her, you know, she's like, Neil, why should I do this? Why should I sign up? I've got a great job. Why should I leave it and come join you? And I said, you know, one day you're going to walk the high street and you're going to see our shopping bag and know that you were part of making that happen, making that a reality. And that one day you would tell your grandkids that you actually built a retail business in Germany from scratch. She signed up and she told me later that it was actually that comment, that sentiment that actually clinched the role for her. It was such an amazing feeling for me. Now, we got off the ground, we got the concept developed, the operational team developed, but what was absolutely incredible was within eight weeks, we opened eight stores back to back. So one store a week for eight consecutive weeks. Now, that's an achievement that most didn't see as possible. And I will say at Adidas, there was that saying, impossible is nothing. And we show that that was the case. Now, before we led the Chinese team through, uh, sorry, the team from China through our retail store in Nuremberg, I remember having a conversation with my boss at the time. She said, you know, we, you're on the right track. You're a rising star. You're doing all the right things. Keep going. And I can imagine by the end of this year, you'll be on track for another promotion. And uh, I felt great. I thought, right, I'm on track. This is exactly what I want. You know, keep going. Well, let's just say I should have realized that would be a potential tipping point because to be honest, it was a bit downhill from there. The business um, after the first few months, weeks, weren't showing the results that we had forecasted. The team that I recruited was junior and brand new to the business and they were struggling. And my laundry list of topics, of firefighting, of learnings, of challenges, of issues, they continued to grow. And anytime I wanted to sit down with my boss, I actually didn't know where to start and what to do. Um, the, the business was, and they, they, the team did give me a mentor, someone who had experience in retail, but you know, he's on sitting on the outside and I'm trying to share with him what I think is important, what he thinks is important. And so we try to find a common ground, but still, you know, you had a 32 year old, 33 year old without any experience in retail, leading a retail business from scratch. And that, that's not necessarily the best thing. And I struggled and he, but he did try his best to help me through it, to help me manage through both the intangible side of things, but also the tangible side. And it was tough, but there was one moment that I will never forget. I remember about to have a one-to-one with my boss and she said, uh, right, come on into my office. And she looked at my list of talking points and we only had 45 minutes. And she just looked at me and she said, you know, Anil, um, I appreciate that you've got all these points to talk about, but this isn't acceptable. Um, I think you should go back to your office and actually think if you're suited for this job, if I was right for this job. And that crushed me because for the first time I felt, okay, I don't have the support I thought I had or I needed in order to do the job that I was asked to do. And then a few weeks later, I was sitting in the back of a coach um, at the London 2012 Olympics with uh, the chief retail officer, a friend and a mentor as well. And uh, 
I remember breaking down. Uh, I actually started crying because he was asking me how I was feeling, what was going on. And I told him that I failed him. I told him that I failed myself. And, you know, I was worried because he and I signed up to do and deliver this business together. And I thought this would reflect negatively, not only on me, but on him. And it would affect his relationship with leadership. And um, I felt that I failed my team. You know, I, I, I couldn't keep them, myself, things above water. And the next day after I returned from London back to Germany, uh, I remember I drove to work and I was sitting in the parking lot in the car and I couldn't leave the car. I broke down. I just, I, I didn't know what to do and who to turn to and I didn't want to face my team in that state. You know, no leader would want to show that type of vulnerability, that type of, that type of, uh, yeah. Um, but hey, I got out of the car and went into the office and I faced the team and I, and I actually brought them in my office and I said, guys, I'm, I'm not feeling right about things and I think that we need to figure out how we can manage through this and I need to work with my leadership team to figure out what we do about this. Um, and eventually I did. Uh, I, I worked with my boss and, uh, and, and uh, the CRO to find some alternatives. You know, they, they brought me in and they said to me that uh, I'd be supported. Um, Although the, the expression that was used at times was, I'm a victim of circumstance. And, uh, you know, that's the last thing you want to hear. You know, uh, you, you don't want to feel like things are out of your control. Um, and that, but they did say they would support me, and they did, to find a new role. Uh, and an experienced mentor that would, you know, sorry, my mentor that was helping me would actually take over the business. Um, and I thought that was the right thing. He had leadership experience, he had retail experience, and you know, he may not have shared or had the vision that I had for the business, but now was the time to actually deliver the results and, and see where we could take the business in the future. I was actually given the opportunity to work in the flagship store of Adidas in London or actually stay in a desk job. And for some reason I said, you know what, I actually wanna roll up my sleeves and get my hands dirty and really learn from the ground up because I did see that that would actually um, really lift my career and take it forward. Um, by taking that lateral or that step back, as you as you can say, um, but you know, I share this experience with you, and, and there are a couple of things I'd love for you to take away. Um, and I'm going to start with this expression first, and, and that is, don't be hard on yourself. And I know it's easier said than done, but when you're young and you're ambitious and you feel like you're ready to conquer the world, you, you got to remember not to be so hard on yourself, not to take feedback hard, not to. You know, if anything, you have to be the one person that looks after yourself um, because, you know, people may give you good feedback or bad, but you need to know and protect yourself uh, and hug yourself and, and know that and acknowledge yourself that you've got the potential and it's just a matter of finding yourself, finding your feet again. So on that, five things I want to share with you. The first, when you do get feedback, don't look at the areas to improve first. Look at the areas that were acknowledged as your strengths and the positives because that's where you stood strong and that's what you want to take forward and that's what you want to build on. The second, and this is something my mentor said to me and I never appreciated it at the time, but now I do. You need to plan your week to work 20 hours and then you end up working 40 hours. If you end up planning your week to, to work for 40 hours, you're going to end up working more. I promise you that. And while you're working within your week, you know, make sure you're focusing each day on like one or two things, one or two big things. Don't multitask. You'll end up, as they say, effing things, multiple things up at the same time if you try to do that. So just find focus and really nail one or two things per day as the week goes on. 
The third thing is manage 360. What does that mean? 360 degrees. Your 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 bosses, your peers, and uh, your your the juniors below and their peers. And the reason why that's important is, you know, it's it's really key to understand managing upwards to manage expectations with leadership. What are they looking for from you? Is there something that you're trying to, you know, scratch your own itch to deliver, um, but that actually isn't what they're looking for, and something that you need. To, to, to deliver in order to get the job done. So have open dialogue, have open communication. Hey, what are the top two or three things you're expecting of me? And then make sure you remain honest and you remain upfront about those topics. And then if you end up going above and beyond, that's fantastic. The fourth area is reflect. Take time to reflect, to breathe. You know, I went through two breakups during this period. Um, I obviously faltered when it came to work. Uh, I. I wasn't in the best headspace and my career consumed me. So, you know, and I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't taking the time to just stop. I remember, you know, I kept a, a piece of paper and pen next to me at night when I slept. And then when I'd wake up in the middle of the night, I'd actually write down a business idea. But rather than just taking time to actually reflect, hey, how does this make me feel? What What's going through my mind during these difficult times, during these difficult conversations? And the last thing I'd say is, you're probably expecting it, you gotta exercise. You have to find balance. You know, I reached the heaviest weight at this time. I was 94 kilos when I left this role. Uh, I was drinking three beers, Weizen's a night. It felt great, but it wasn't doing me justice. And my diet was off. It was not where it needed to be. And I wasn't hitting the gym or going for runs the way I needed to be. So you really need to look after your mind, your body, and your soul, eating well, drinking well, and making sure that you're taking time to find that balance during difficult periods. Now, I share this with you today because I feel that that experience, when I buckled, it, it's probably something I, I wish didn't happen. I'm actually really grateful that it did because it enabled me to manage future challenges better with more focus and clarity. You know, that dream job did turn into a nightmare, but I think sometimes learnings from those dreams and those nightmares are timeless. You know, I, I know I always talk to a few 20 and 30 somethings who are taking on more pressure, more responsibility, feeling like they're in a rat race with their peers. And I, and I do believe that due to their intellect, the appetite, that feeling that they need to do that in order to, to progress and get promoted. My tip to you is pause. Ensure you know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you wanna go about doing it. That rat race is not going anywhere. It's gonna stick with you for probably 30 plus years. So. But one thing is our energy supplies will not. They will end up depleting as we get older. And so it's really important that you know that your energy supplies aren't cut out for that 30 year plus rat race. So in your early years, it's really important that you establish a clear foundation and really understand how do you want to grow yourself, your team, and as a result, the business, rather than trying to just shoot straight and try to deliver for the business and forget about yourself and others around you. So I will say this, I do understand that rush to accelerate, but then it's okay to just slow down and then speed back up. Some final thoughts, I do encourage you to believe in yourself. Others will believe in you and they will push you, but only you will know when the pressure is taking you to that breaking point and potentially to buckle. Don't work to fatigue. You know, it takes time, like in the gym, to recover from that. You don't want to work to fatigue. And so I go back to what I started with, that growth plan. Build a growth plan and own it. What does that mean? 
Well, it means take the experiences that you want to develop, that you find really important, jot them down, and then kind of plan out some simple, tangible ways that you can actually either get that experience, whether it be through podcasts, through books, through webinars, through network, through conversations with others, and just jot that down on a piece of paper and, and really own that. Take control of your own growth plan. Um, it should capture where you want to go and basically how you want to enable your mind, your body, and your soul to get there. And I promise you, I'm sure if you build the right growth plan, or at least the starting point, it will take you forward as you grow, more importantly, as a human being, a brother, a sister, a husband, a wife, a father, or even a mother. The expression, uh, stop and smell the roses, may be cliche and it may be outdated, but I'll tell you what, season after season, it does hold true. Hey, it's Anil from Live, Breathe, Believe. Big hugs to all of you. Take care. Until next time.